Hi everybody, I'm Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And I'm David. And this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. So what are we drinking today? Okay, so the show is called Finance Fails and Cocktails, and usually that means I make a cocktail every week. Um, today, today was too much, so... <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it, we're drinking wine. We are drinking <laughs> a rosé from my Black Friday shopping. Um, I got like 12 bottles and a giant bottle of champagne. It's quite heavy. <laughs> the the ups guy was like oh i didn't think anybody was home i was (laughs) i was i left it in the car so we had to go back and get it but we're drinking rosé we're drinking wine because it's just been one of those days (sighs) do you want to tell them why um i'll let you go ahead oh gee thanks you're so kind (laughs) i'll let you be the bearer of bad news so our kids daycare um had a covid outbreak and the in his classroom they have covid um at least one of the kids so that means for the next two weeks two and a half weeks actually he gets to stay home with me while i work i'll try and sub in a few days yes david's gonna try to take off a couple days well work from home a couple days but it's just you know it is hard to stay at home and work with a nine-month-old like you know i think when he was not as mobile it was difficult but i think this is really gonna be difficult because he does not want to be held he does not want to be tied down or like in his bouncer for too long so i know and i have meetings tomorrow too like i know i might just have to be like listen i'm canceling all my meetings for the next two and a half weeks because it's just hard like he makes noise now he he doesn't nap as much or just tell him the situation bluntly like this is what it is so (laughs) yeah i can try i'm just so important at work that (laughs) no i'm not that important (laughs) but um the silver lining is since they're closing down because of covid um for two and a half weeks we do not have to pay for daycare for two and a half weeks another positive we're gonna have at least two or three days off over this time period so you know, it could be a full two weeks of work, but, you know. Yeah, so it's not it's not the end of the world. It's just, you know, uh, a wrench in our plans for sure. A little bit. Okay, well, I did want to dive into some good news because we had a really, up until today, we had some, some good news, I think, this week. Um, okay, the first thing is we had our, um, okay, so a couple months ago, Ellington had to go to the hospital. He spent two days and one overnight there because of, they called it bronchiolitis. Um, so kind of like RSV. That's only one night there? It was one night ah, there. but felt be- like two. It technically was two because we like got there at like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. And so that's why it felt like a weird time. <laughs> okay. Um, so that cost us $3,700, um, which we just absorbed and took on as a debt. Um, which sucked, you know, that was the first time we had to go further into debt on this debt-free journey. And, and that was definitely tough. Um, however, another silver lining is when I was talking on my Instagram page about what health insurance plan we should go with, um, dear debt, um, actually like 
knows a lot about this. So she was helping me. She was like, do you want to send me your plan so that I can kind of um, take a look at it and and maybe help you out? And I was like, yes, please. So she's like, okay, well, the plan you're on actually has like a hospital indemnity um, benefit. And so you get $1,000 if you end up being admitted to the hospital. And I was like, wait a second. I had no idea about this. And Ellington had gone to the hospital. So I was like, how do I get this? And she's like, contact your HR. They will help you. I don't work for your your company, so they will help you. And so I did. And it was a whole mess about like, I was like attached to the wrong account. And they were like, your claim was denied. And I was like pushing because I thought that something wasn't right. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense for my son not to be on my plan if he's on everything else. Um, so I was following up, following up, and finally they were like, yes, your um, information was attached to um, my mom, because my mom works for the same company, and instead of it being on my own. So she's like, we we fix that, you're getting the check in a week. So that check came, and we got to pay $1,000 towards his debt, his little medical debt, which is exciting, considering he doesn't pay anything him himself he doesn't pay anything and thank you so much for pointing that out if you are listening <laughs> yes thank you it, it really is helpful and honestly th- that's why i love this community because they like you don't ever realize like the things that you're going to find out from them um and it's just it's it's a really awesome community to be a part of i love the dfc because of they've helped us save money in so many ways um and this is just this is amazing. So, yeah, the one thing I wish we knew about this beforehand because we were on my medical plan before that, and he had a hospital stay, I believe. No, I had the hospital. Or you stay. had a hospital stay, so we could have maybe got something then. But yeah, we didn't realize this was part of our yeah. plan, at least yours. I'm not sure about mine. So, well, the the thing about this, the lesson anyone can learn from this is look at your benefits. Your company offers you benefits that you signed up for. Just don't waive all of them. Like, look into them. See what they mean. You could be missing out on money because you're not taking advantage of them. Yeah, and I think the important thing, too, if you don't know what something is, definitely ask and try and find out. So Yes, and if something doesn't sound right, like, push. Figure out ask more questions because i could have easily been like um okay the claim got denied move on but i was like no 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 this doesn't sound right like what's going on with this Uh, okay so um people have been asking me on instagram how how do you feel the split finances are going we've been doing this about a month now uh so far so good um i think we're still getting used to how to do certain things but overall i mean as pretty smooth transition so far i have my first car payment on thursday i believe on thursday so whew, that was uh tough thinking about that but uh i don't know the car is still good i really enjoy it so hopefully it'll be worth it <laughs> yeah well i mean you do really like the car you've how many miles have you put on it already uh like 1800 in a month probably i don't understand Three how weeks, you've maybe. driven 1800 miles where did you go uh I don't know, all over the place. Oh, we drive my car. You don't know? This sounds very <laughs> suspicious, David. <laughs> oh, we went to Toledo, so that was yeah, like 150 go. miles both ways, at least, so <laughs> there's a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. 1,800 just sounds like a ton. Oh, it is. <laughs> um, you better slow down, because you have to get an oil change here soon. And... I already got one. Good oh, go. that's right. That's right. You did get one when you got the car. Okay, so I feel like 
we kind of have a really good rhythm with their split finances because we kind of go to restaurants a lot. If you listen to the last episode, we spent quite a quite a bit on restaurants. So it's not like there's a shortage of of restaurants for us to do. And recently what we've been doing is like, uh, I will pick up one tab, David picks up the other tab. And we just kind of go back and forth on that. Instead of us like passing money back and forth or being like, let's split the bill or you take this, you know, it's just easier for us to do every other. I think that's been kind of working. What do you think? Yeah, and for the most part, it's balanced out even in other aspects of like buying things. You know, we've taken turns and it's balanced out surprisingly, so. Yeah, because we had to buy Christmas presents and um, basically one of us would buy at one store, the other would buy at the other store, and it kind of evened out. Um, the thing is, like, you and I are still on the same team. We're still a married couple. We're still like, you know, we want to see each other do well, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, <laughs> you owe me eight forty three and <laughs> like from this we definitely do some rounding <laughs> except except the other day you told me that I owed you a thousand dollars, and I said that doesn't sound right <laughs> it was nine 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 ninety seven <laughs> it was nine ninety seven so i was I was petty on that i will I will concede to that I was that petty interest on that. for a day three bucks oh yeah, standard rate. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we basically, when we pass money back and forth, we've been using Apple Pay because you can you can set up your bank through that and use Apple Pay. So that's what we've been doing. Um, and then, yeah, I think because like, I don't know, David's bank was kind of weird with Venmo. So we had to use Apple Pay and then PayPal was kind of weird. So we just, it's just easiest for us to do that. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is we have been... We hit some money wins, or I guess I did. <laughs> um, so Why don't we hear about them? I just dropped below seventeen thousand in debt. Nice. So I, uh, with with the paying the thousand dollars, and I've been working chipping away at my student loans um, before that interest picks back up. <laughs> um, I've been um, chipping away at that, and so we're at seventeen thousand. We, I'm at seventeen thousand, or like sixteen nine hundred. Um, the exciting thing about this is in like one more payment, I will be at an untechnical net worth of zero dollars. Can't beat that. Zero is better than negative. Zero is better than negative. I'm really excited about this. Um, I say untechnical, which I'm pretty sure is not a word, but it's untechnical because I'm not fully vested until February of 2023. Uh, for your company, what, 401k? Yes. And that's like where most of the money is. Um, that's like making me um, a zero, worthless. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited about this because I don't think I've had, I don't know the last time I've had zero net worth. Yeah. And a year is not too far away for getting fully vested. So. Yeah. So all I got to do is keep my job for <laughs> a year and two months. Fingers crossed. That's all I got to do. Um, okay. So in 2019, do you remember how much we paid in interest? In interest, in I interest. do not. We paid twenty five thousand dollars in interest. Holy smokes! What was that towards mainly? So our student loans were not at zero percent. Uh, All of our credit cards, our car, our car loans, our personal loans, everything. All of our debt. Oh. So and like every time, basically, when I say this, what I mean is we would make our our payment towards the principal, and then um, a huge chunk of it, twenty five thousand, went. To interest, which means it went to nothing, 
like it went to nothing. Think about what like twenty five thousand is a decent down payment yeah. on a house. Like in any market, I would say like that's a that's a really like it's a huge chunk of change. Well, that's a nice car. Like some of those credit cards probably were twenty twenty five percent too. So exactly. <laughs> so it's why. it's absolutely insane that we pay that much. But this year twenty twenty one, we have paid only one thousand two hundred eighty three dollars in interest. Wow. What a change after, what, two, three years? <laughs> yeah, like that's, Later. it's just incredible. And then the other big number is um, in 2019, we paid 12000 towards like debt, like towards the principal of the okay, debt. Yeah. And then in 2021, we've paid $23,519 so far. Yeah. So completely flipped those numbers. I mean, it's insane the amount the change that we have done. And like, I know like this, this podcast is about, you know, our finance fails and so that people can relate to the fact that they're not alone and the mistakes that, that they've made because we've made them too. But like, we do have our financial ish together, you know, and it's, it's really cool to see where we are now. Yeah, we have to also remember our wins every once in a while too. And I think it just shows you where other people can be two years down the road. I mean, that's two year difference. <laughs> I know it's, I mean, and it just, it really is just keep going. If you're on this journey, just keep going. Um, it's, it's really hard at the beginning to see, um, to think that you're making any progress or that you're getting anywhere. I mean, it would have been so easy for us to look at that first year and be like, we basically did nothing. We just spent 25 grand on interest and only dropped our debt 12 grand. Like it would have been so easy to um, to give up, but I'm, I'm just really glad that we didn't because, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing is, I think you can always go back, but if you push for a couple of years, you're gonna be in a much better spot even if you do go back a little bit agreed uh, with it agreed um you may hear our furnace it just kicked on so it is cold someone asked me um what's the temperature it has to be in the house before you kick on the furnace and i think that answer would have varied from like this year to a couple of years ago yeah why well, you say that well because now if i'm cold i turn the heat on oh <laughs> but the year the year that our um ac bill was 417 dollars for one month <laughs> we like set some hard rules i'm like okay. oh yeah in san diego we were like put a jacket on we if you're like, cold <laughs> put a jacket on here for cold take a layer off if you're hot go sit in the pool <laughs> i don't care <laughs> anyways all right so let's dive into the finance fail and it's kind of like an overarching finance fail but i thought it might be good to talk about yeah it's definitely a fail on many levels yes so okay so this one is gonna be titled our first debt-free journey which was many years ago (laughs) so um if you don't know david and i have tried to pay off debt before we have tried to be on the debt-free journey before this is our second journey i guess i don't know it's kind of different because david's on his own little plan now but this is our we st- I still call it our second journey. So um, we actually did really well. We paid off a lot of debt in a short amount of time. We paid off $12,395 in six months. Wow. On the first journey? On the first journey. Oh, okay. So basically what happened was it started and then it stopped and then it started again. But in October of 2016, 
we cut up all of our credit cards. I remember this. And I remember them sitting on our orange couch because yep. we cut them all up and they were sitting on our orange couch. And I was like, we're done. Like we cannot, we are not good at using credit cards. We have to stop. And so we cut them up and, um, and we stopped using them because they were gone. Um, and we got a debt consolidation loan. I remember. And we put all of the credit card debt on the debt consolidation loan. And um, we were, you know, working on that for one month. And then Discover basically did a wellness check on me. And they were like, yeah, you went from using your card every single day to not at all. <laughs> we want to make sure you're still alive. We think you lost your credit card. So we sent you a new one. Oh, that's right. Yes. We sent you a new credit card with a new number because you probably lost it. Like you were just using it so like I mean, I didn't say all of these words, but this is what I assume happened because we were using that card so so much. And I was like, whatever. I don't need this card. Just put it away. And for one month, we were good. And then something something shiny came along, and I was like, well, we can just use the card and we'll pay it back. Swipe. And then it just, it's like that first swipe just activated every single bad habit that we had. Yep. And we maxed out that credit card. Yep, after paying it off. With, with what? Another loan. We paid it off with a loan and maxed out the credit card. So then the next thing I did was, well... I should get a credit card just in case we have an emergency. So let me call one of the other ones we canceled and have them send me a card. Swipe, so max that one out too. So we maxed out two credit cards and then we had a personal loan that was to cover the maxed out credit card that we had. Yeah, I think the uh, word of advice here is definitely don't take out a debt consolidation loan and put that money back on your credit cards like that. That killed that first journey and it did not take long to do it. It really didn't. It really didn't. And the thing is, like, debt consolidation loans, they can be really helpful. And we found that out. Like, yeah, especially with the zero percents. If you have the willpower to not do what we did the first time, then it, it really is a beneficial tool, assuming the math works out. You know, depending on your situation too, I don't, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But if you have that temptation that's so strong, where if you do this and you still have those credit cards, you truly might be better off just closing those, so you cannot use them. Honestly, some people should do that. Um, tread lightly when you're doing that because you know it does take a hit on your credit, and if you're trying to buy a house or something, but it it might be better for you to like work to rebuild the credit. Might be like. Think about it, do your own research, but like if if the problem is your spending and you can't stop maxing out credit cards and not paying them off, it might be worth it to to consider closing the credit cards. Um, just because like you just keep digging yourself into a hole, which is what we were doing. That or I don't know, you I wonder some companies you might be able to put like a freeze or something on it, you know, for a certain period of time. So maybe that's an option so it doesn't ding your yeah you could freeze them you could um like an actual like call them and tell them to freeze them um some people put them like in a block of ice um (laughs) or like in a safe or something um 
I would say like you could have someone else hold on to them, but I've been listening to a couple of podcasts about like people stealing people's identities. So <laughs> I'm not going to say do that for, you know, safety reasons. Um, anyways. Okay. So we maxed out the cards. We had a personal loan and I remember like I, I had found the debt free community and I was like, we need to get our shit together. Like we need to get our shit together because we're drowning and i think in this course of time after we did that didn't i get our southwest card the southwest card and yeah i think we added like 17 grand to that card in addition to what we put back on your cards yes and i remember like looking at the numbers and i was like the problem is we we there's too much and not enough coming in and so i said we have to make a huge change we can either move back to ohio or we need to significantly reduce our rent so we as a married couple moved in with roommates yeah and i think what was crazy too is that 17 grand on that southwest car it just seemed to happen like overnight i remember we were debating on getting it and we we wanted to partially get it so we could get to travel back to ohio as sort of the intention and yeah, back then we just couldn't control ourselves with the credit cards. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's not it is not travel hacking when you're like just flushing money down the toilet and then paying interest on top of that. Like that's not how you travel hack. That is not how you do that. Um, the crazy thing too at that time, we were at our peak salary up at that to that point. Like so, we were making the most money we ever made, and we were very much the case of. We had higher salaries, so we upgraded our lifestyle, but even with the higher salaries, we did not have enough to, you know, try and live that upper lifestyle, yeah. I guess. Well, it, all because of our debt. That is, li- like, if we didn't have our debt, we would have been, we could have lived an upper lifestyle. Yeah. But we were trying to pay off a bunch of debt. Yeah. And we we weren't really doing anything. We were just paying the minimums. Like, yeah. And I said, like, this number, these numbers aren't going anywhere. Um, we need to fix this. So we dropped our rent from 1800 1850 I think. Yes, I think it's 18 or 1850 to... 1250. To 1250. And we took that extra money, that $600 that we would have put on rent, and we just threw it as fast and as hard as we can, could, intending to pay off the debt quickly so like i think all of that like kicked off our first journey gotcha um because our second this first journey ends in flames <laughs> <laughs> um so basically we were we paid off a wedding loan in so fifty five hundred dollars of our wedding loan we paid off the debt consolidation loan sixty nine hundred dollars in that in this five month period and then we had, all we had left was like two student loans, our cards, and then a credit card or two. And then I got fired. Yes. And that was a huge blow to not only our finances, but like my spirit. And I unfollowed everyone from the debt-free community, but like two people. And... I was like, I don't care about this anymore. Like, I can't make any of these changes. I I lost the most money I've ever made. I've lost that job. And to get that is going to take too much time. And rent is due in a month. 
And because we did not have an emergency fund or savings or anything, we had zero dollars to like bounce off of. Like if this were to happen, because I was so sure I was like, my job's fine. My job's super secure. I'm not concerned at all. Like we don't need a savings. We don't need an emergency fund. And we did. And that I think is like part two of this fail is like, we needed some money to fall back on. Yeah, I think it's a balancing act between like paying off your debt, but you also got to make sure you have that emergency fund. You know, I, you, you sort of got to do both to some extent, Yeah, I think. And I know like like some people think, some for some people, $1,000 is enough. For us, $1,000 wasn't even our half of rent. So like that just, it wasn't, I mean, we had zero dollars, so we didn't. A thousand dollars wouldn't have helped us. Zero dollars, just like zero dollars, didn't help us. And I, I did like a start hustling. I went and I walked dogs, and I was trying to do everything I could until I could find a new job to like. I like house sit for a friend and like watched her dogs and like got paid for that. But I, I was making sixty five thousand dollars a year, and I just like didn't have, I didn't have that anymore. And so, um, that was tough. Like we ended up getting back into debt even more because we weren't debt free yet, but we, that's how we built back up into the $104,000 of debt that we had. And it sucked. I forget. How long were you having to do the side hustles for? I lost my job in April and then I got a new job in June. Okay, so a couple months, but without a lot of damage was done. We went on a cruise in between there because we had a cruise booked. So I was like, I can't really get a job that like requires me to take time off because I won't have any time off to take. So it was just like not a great time for us. Yeah, I think for that cruise, I think we had to... I don't know. I think my dad ended up paying for it, which worked out great because we were able to pay him back a couple months later yes. after Misha got that job. He did. He like booked the cruise on his credit card. And he's like, okay, like pay me back. And we were like, okay, which we have up until the cruise to we, pay him back. <laughs> we would have put that on our credit cards. Yeah. Like that's how we would have paid for it. And then, but I think, I feel like we might've actually cash flowed that trip. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, because we had to pay him back cash, so we somehow magically <laughs> came yeah, up with the money to do that. Every dog in San Diego, I'm telling you, it was no, it was no joke. Um, but yeah, so it my the point of the story is like, yes, we got up to 104 thousand dollars in debt. It sucked again. Like to to be back on the journey sucked. To be like, I'm even worse than I was before sucked. But we really we've come a long way we paid off over fifty six thousand dollars in debt together since then and it's it's just it's just a really um like it's a really pivotal point in our journey and our story and like yes it's a fail like yes we failed our first debt-free journey yes we failed half of the first like initial try we took out a consolidation loan, maxed it out, shouldn't have done that. Maxed out our credit cards, should have done that. Took out another credit card, maxed that one out too. Like, 
Yeah, unfortunately, hindsight's twenty twenty, but maybe that's a lesson we needed before actually getting on this thing like we have been the past three years. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think, is that all there is on that one, on that topic? Yeah, pretty much. Keep an eye out for those debt consolidation loans and uh, not adding back to them when you yeah, pay them off. Yeah, I feel like the debt consolidation loans, like we said, like they are really beneficial um, if the math works out. If you're looking at the... Um, zero percent. Zero percent. If there's if there's an initial fee and that fee is less than what how long it'll take you to pay off the, the money, that's good. If If you have good credit, if you're not trying to do something with that credit in in like the time that it'll be like don't do it if you're trying to buy a house right now um but and don't do it if you don't have the willpower to not go back into debt yeah i think now thinking about it too i think one thing you gotta be careful with if like uh, most of our debt consolidation loans have been personal loans so you gotta be careful too is because if you are a person that can only do your minimum payments or just over that right now usually these loans are a bigger monthly payment i think our minimums probably at that time was like you know two hundred dollars and for this debt consolidation loan it is like 400 or something so you got to keep an eye out for for that too with them yes so two things that we talked about in this podcast that not just everyone can do one not everyone should go out and close all their credit cards that is a decision that you need to like think about research determine if your credit can take that hit because credit is important so don't just go closing all your credit cards and like being sad when your score drops 150 points um but if spending's the problem that may be an option for you to look at and then two the consolidation loan like tread lightly with that it's not something for everybody if you're going to get back into debt because of it there's no point in doing it because then you're just gonna have double the debt and that just what's the point in that yeah okay so i say we dive into our segment other people's business (laughs) see what the article is this week okay so this is another reddit post under the marriage thread um okay here we go my husband regularly lends his family money I'm the keeper of our finances, and while reviewing our bank statements over the last few months, I noticed several cash app payments sent to a few of my in-laws, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, and adult niece. Nothing too large, $10 to $50 per transaction. I asked my husband what the money was for, and he said different things. Brother-in-law needed gas until next payday. Niece needed diapers for her babies. Mom was short on a bill, things like that. I let it go at first, but this is now a constant thing, and it's not like they're paying it back seems a little silly to call someone requesting the 10 to 50 dollars that you lent them but shit adds up we're not rich by any means but we're better off financially than they are i told my husband i'm not too happy about this but he just says you would do the same for your family i'm a firm believer in helping family through tough times but my main concern is that this becomes the norm at this point we're not hurting for the money but that doesn't mean i want to give the money away what are your thoughts? You know, I think two things. One, I wish she would have said how much in total it cost them over these months because, you know, she's like, oh, of course, we don't need to go back for the 10 or 50 bucks. But if you added all that up, you know, it might be quite substantial. And at that point, it's not only 10 or 50 bucks you're talking about, you know. And then two, uh, I don't know, I think this is one of those things you probably need to talk with her before you start doing that kind of thing. Like, 
be like, hey, my brother's going through a tough time. Do you mind if we help him out? And then, I don't know, set some parameters with it. You know, okay, yeah, we'll help him out for a month and then, you know, cut it off. So I I definitely would be upset if I found out about that and you didn't tell me up front. I think, so from, from the sound of it, they have joint finances. And when you have joint finances, you have to make joint decisions with those with that money. So unless he like has like, okay, here you have $200 in your own personal money that you can do whatever you want with. And if he's choosing to give that $200 to his family, then I guess like there's no harm in it. That's not what it sounds like though. And when you start to give money to people, especially like money that, you know, the other person is also working for that also goes to their house, then you you, you kind of start to cross a line, I think. Like communication is so important. Like we still have separate finances and we're talking consistently. Like we do the budget together. We're still doing um, things together. So like if I can only imagine if you have joint finances, yeah, I get helping your family out. Like, totally understand that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. And she made that clear that she's a family person and totally would be on board for that. But it's like, finding out after the fact, that's that's not cool. And then what's what's the end game here? Are we, are we going to always do this? Are we always going to be giving money to them? Which, if it is, fine. But we need to talk about this before. Build it in the budget. <laughs> if you're going to make it a constant thing. I mean, it's, it's true. Like, some people do that. Like, some people will be like, hey, I want to give my mom $200 every month for groceries. Cool. We need to have this conversation as a married couple who shares finances before we just start sending people money. And again, like, a once-off, you know, I think, like, for my sister's birthday, like, I sent her, like, 10 bucks to go, you know, buy a drink or whatever. But that's different time, i feel yeah. like than me if i was sending her 20 bucks every weekend yeah and i think that's different too because it's like you were saying she went and bought starbucks or a drink or whatever this is like to pay phone bills to buy gas or groceries or whatever you mentioned so and again again like obviously i don't want you know my mom's phone bill to get shut off or something and so if she said like hey i can you help me out and i'll I will pay you back or whatever. Then it's like, okay, cool. But again, even if you're getting that money back, you need to discuss that with your other person or you're going to fight about finances. Yeah, and I wonder this too, if he had the intention of getting it back, like if he truly believes he's going to get that back or if he did it as in, yep, this money's gone, I'm not going to get it back because I know I'd have a little different perspective on it at that point too. (laughs) So you think it'd be better or worse? what if he like didn't have any intention of getting it back uh i mean that's sort of nice on his part you know if you give somebody that much money over months and you don't expect it back i mean that's cool but i don't know i I think definitely your spouse really needs to know at that point it's one thing if you're like oh you know they're gonna pay me back or whatever but if they're not gonna pay you back and you didn't set that expectation you gotta let gotta let the spouse know I think even, like, there have been times where, like, you've gone golfing and you were like, hey, I, you came back and you're like, hey, I paid for so-and-so's golf yeah. um, this round. Uh, they're going to do pay mine next time or they're going to, you know, eventually send me money or whatever. And, again, it's it's just money is one of the things that many couples fight over. And if you have an open line of communication with it, it makes it a little bit easier to communicate with that instead of being, you know, 
resentful or irritated or mad when they talk about this stuff it's it's more of a line of you know both parties are involved and both parties care yeah i think something like this being up front can go a long way um i agree i agree all right well um i think this was a bit of a shorter one but yeah it's been a long day (laughs) it's been a long day so um thank you guys so much for listening thank you so much for the support if you've rated us on apple and now spotify allows you to rate i really appreciate it um it's just it means the world that you guys find us even a little bit interesting (laughs) (laughs) um all right so go ahead and follow me on instagram at refilling my wallet don't forget to refill your drinks and refill your wallets bye guys